coming at you like a harpoon to the heart. It's Tyrants on the Field. Welcome to Tyrants on the Field. I'm your host, Joe. And this is our inaugural episode. So excited to be back recording again. For those of you that don't know me, I have been doing podcasts for a very, very, very long time. Most of those podcasts have been related to weird miniatures, either Malifaux or most recently the other side. It took about a two-year break. COVID kind of happened. And I was also getting my MBA. So with all of that, I have gone ahead and been reinvigorated, redefined in my wargaming with Mark IV of War Machine by Privateer Press. And so I am launching a more War Machine-focused podcast. It is Tyrants on the Field, and I am very excited to get into the first episode. So... This particular format is going to be a little bit different than I've had in the past. The focus here is going to be, again, primarily War Machine and Hordes. I may discuss some Warcaster, and from time to time I may have a bonus episode around things going on in other games that I'm interested in. But again, primarily focus is going to be on War Machine Mark IV. Super excited for it, and... Looking forward to bringing you my journey into this community, my journey into this particular, into this game that I have been with and kind of had as a side game for a number of years. Just to give you a background on my gaming, I really started gaming tabletop-wise around 1999-2000. Started with GW, like most people do, then moved into War Machine Mark II a little bit. And then found Malifaux, went down a giant rabbit hole with Malifaux for many, many, many years. Really enjoyed that game right up until its third edition. And then helped on the development team as part of other side playtesting quite a bit. Uh, extensively and, and really love that particular game. And that is an army scale game that I've always had an affinity for army scale while playing Skirmish. And... War Machine Mark IV kind of hits all of my buttons that I've wanted War Machine to hit for a very long time. Been a Watch Machine champion for a very long time. Really enjoy the streaming aspect of the game. That'll be something I'm going to be trying to do in conjunction with this, is doing some things on YouTube as well. Working on getting the lighting set up in my basement so that uh, we can go ahead and get some games played and get those broadcast out. So, excited for that. What I want to focus on here, in this particular format, is talking about multiple aspects of the game. I really want to be sort of a launching point where we can have in-depth conversation around things going on in the game, units, formats, interesting topics that kind of make you think and think about your army in particular. Now, I am primarily an Orgoth player, but I do have Dusk, and I am looking to get more into them. I also have a significant amount of Legion and a significant amount of Circle. So, I've got some old 
old school stuff as well. A little bit of Menoff also in that mix. But my primary love in Mark IV are the Orgoth. Absolutely amazing faction. Hits all of the buttons for me in how I like to play, how I like the game to sort of flow, the things that are important to me. And that's sort of the perspective that a lot of this is going to be shaded by, is the fact that I am an Orgoth player. I will try to make the topics as applicable to you as possible without just being all Orgoth all the time. However, there will be a lot of Orgoth puns. So I do apologize in advance for that. So with all of that said, and my introduction sort of out of the way, let's get into the meat of this episode. And in this particular episode, I want to talk about the best format that you're not playing right now. And I don't want you to tune me out yet, because I'm going to say that Recon is amazing. And, but Recon is not amazing for the reason that you, you would think, that someone would say that. I am coming at it from the perspective that Recon allows us, as a community, to do several things really, really well. One, it allows us to get a new player in the game playing with a unit, a solo, their initial jacks incredibly rapidly. Get them in, get them the basics, get them the understanding that they need to start to move up to a 50-point game and then into a 75-point game. The 30-point game for the veteran does not have to be a snorefest for you. It really doesn't, and this is where I'm going to give you the secret. The secret is that the recon format is really the best endgame simulator Privateer Press has ever provided the community. What do I mean by that? If you look at your games, whether you're playing 100, whether you're playing 50, or whether you're playing 75, you will reach a point in a majority of those games where the attrition has occurred, and you and your opponent will be down to around 30 points, and you're going to have to figure out how to close out the game with that 30 points of stuff. So as a veteran player, what I would recommend very highly is to use those games as endgame practice. So when you're building that 30-point list, don't build an optimal 30-point list. Build a list that reflects what your list tends to look like when you're down to 30 points of attrition. Build one where your attrition has gone well, and build one where your attrition has gone poorly, where you've lost some exchanges. Put in those units that you have that you know are not great endgame pieces, but tend to be there in the endgame, and see what you can do with them. Use it as a place to help maximize your particular skill on some of these lesser-used support units that you're using in your game, but then have to turn around and, and use them to potentially close out the game. Additionally, if you want to go hard mode for yourself, if you have a caster where you're going to have feeded turn one or turn two typically, play without your feet. Play as if it's been spent. 
if you have some command cards that are in your list that you always blow prior to turn three. Act like they're gone. Use use the starting point of your game. It's almost like it's turn three in a normal size game. And this is just what I have. And that enables you to have really strong end game practice, regardless of who your opponent is. It's even better if you can get one of your veteran buddies to agree to do this with you as a pure end game practice. Because then you can kind of see, all right, we've we've gone through the the initial portion of the game, quote unquote. Now we're just down to this stuff on the field. How do we make the assassination work? How do I make the scenario game work? Use that 30 points as your starting point. And you can kind of blow through a bunch of games in a very small amount of time. Because again, very quick to re-rack, very quick to run through. And you can see, you can both see in that practice time, what's working, what's not. Additionally, if you are playing a prime faction, a prime, prime army like I am, you've got that spell rack. And there are some spells that are incredible in sort of that mid-game. But do those spells hold up in the end game? And this is a way you can kind of test that pretty easily. Is you have a 30-point game. It's going to go quick, fast, dirty. You can see, is that spell really holding its weight in the late game? If I get to the late game, is that a dead spell? Is there something else I'd rather be casting? And if there is, maybe it's a consideration, dependent upon matchup, to not take that spell. Take a spell that's going to be better in all phases of the game, as opposed to one or two turns. Now, that's not to say that that one or two, tur one or two turns isn't critical to you. But it is to say, we want to think about the game holistically. And... Recon allows us an opportunity to really focus on our endgame and focus on our endgame play in a way where we have to maximize every piece that we're bringing to ensure that we have an ability to win. And again, I, I want to state it very clearly. I am not stating that you should utilize just the scout casters in Recon. Absolutely not. I think you should use all of your casters in the 30-point situation, because what it is, to me, is it's endgame practice. It's an opportunity to practice with a limited set of models in a controlled environment where you can get a ton of reps fairly easily, and you can really see the power of an individual solo or the power of an individual support unit when it has to go from supporting to closing out in the end game can it run in and, and get the zone for you can it go and clear an objective can it go and contest properly can it hold up to x y or z is the is my jack loadout appropriate for a long-term game is what i'm taking early ultimately hampering me late 
And you see that because you see just how well that piece does in the lower points environment versus how well it was doing in a higher points environment. And maybe it makes you change your list. Maybe it makes you think about it differently. Maybe it shows you that you have some really good options in your army and you have different ways to utilize them and you can think about utilizing them differently earlier in the game to maximize that value. Maybe they're not just a focus battery. Maybe they can come in and, and give you a crutch dark shroud at a, at a key point. Or if you need a magical weapons attack, hey, now you, you see on there they've got a magical weapon. It's another tool in the toolbox that you have over your opponent in a bunch of these different matchups. And it lets you also support new players coming in. Because you can give yourself a nice challenge, get some good practice in, even if that opponent is just starting out and is not very good. Because again, you're putting yourself at a, at a disadvantage. You're not optimizing your list. You're maybe playing without your feet. You're maybe playing without your full hand of control cards. Because you're simulating a late game. That new player is having a great time because they're playing a game of War Machine. They, are, they don't have a ton of stuff to think about or, or worry about. They've got a very limited amount of pieces. They can kind of understand what's going on. You can add some scenario element or two in there, simulate a larger scenario, put the full scenario in there, depending upon who the opponent is. But you can get them into the rhythm of the game. You can still get some really good practice because you're practicing how these pieces work in specific situations. You're practicing kind of playing a little bit down in that one, you're not, not optimized for the format, but you are playing something you would normally see in that format. And if you really want to give yourself a challenge, you go ahead and help them optimize their list to take into you so that that matchup is as difficult as possible. You still have way more reps than that opponent. You're probably still going to beat them but it's going to help tighten up that game. It's also going to help make that practice be more effective. And you can help see both sides of the table in that particular game. Again, it's a great way to help build your community up without sacrificing your valuable practice time, your valuable time on the table. It just sort of lets you approach the game in a little bit different way. And that's a lot of what... I kind of bring it and think about when I when I'm looking at different topics. I like to see different angles that maybe you're not thinking about in a particular way, where you have this weird format that's been that's been given that doesn't seem very effective at all, doesn't seem to fit, and then you kind of turn it on its head and go, okay, well really we could use this as our endgame practice. And when you take it in that light, all of a sudden this format becomes really interesting because you have something that plays really quick, gives you the War Machine experience, but also lets you highlight the strengths and weaknesses of a particular piece. And that is really where I find the value of the recon point style. You've got this small amount of points, 
you get to focus in and look at all those extra rules on in each of the cards in a way that you wouldn't in a larger game because you just don't have time. But in a smaller game, yeah, the time's tight, but it's it's less pieces to move around. It's less things to, to have to think about. And it's a great place to sort of check out how these different pieces work late game. Again, it's all about the late game model to me in the recon. It's not about, you know, balance or, or any of those things. It's about how do my pieces work when the chips are down, when I've been attrition down, what can I do with these to go ahead and pull the win out? How do I look for angles in the win when I am at a lower points amount in within the game? When the when the attrition has happened, when we're, we're when we're when we're deeper into the game, without having to play that full game, without having to be in that moment, you've you've gone ahead and, and erased the mid game, and you've erased the opening. You're just in the late game. If you want to enhance your practice even more, especially against a veteran, go ahead and set up in a way that would be reflective of where you kind of would be at around turn two or around turn three or four once the attrition's happened. Get it set up on the table. It, there's nothing that says you can't do that and then just roll off and see who's one and who's two. And go from there. Even set up a, a situation where you'd think, okay, I'd probably score two here. You'd probably score three. We'll go ahead and, and act like it's at that situation and we'll go ahead and start playing our, our end game from there. And then, our recon game from there, and then it really does become a late game puzzle for you to go ahead and play. It becomes like that chess puzzle where you're trying to find how you solve for the win given these pieces, given this matchup, given these multiple different factors. And you get a nice, quick, enjoyable experience that teaches you a ton very rapidly. This is really where the value of recon comes in. You have the opportunity to help grow your community. You have the opportunity to help grow your skill with a variety of pieces, variety of units, variety of solos. You get to read all of those rules and get the interaction on the table in reps in a more rapid fashion. In a, in a tighter, quicker format than you would otherwise. And you can just really focus on your endgame play. And that's how I would utilize Recon to help build your community and help build up your skill as a player without having to get too bored with it. So it's something to think about. I'd love to hear what you think around the concept. Am I off my rocker? Am I insane? Probably. But again, it's just another way to look at the game. Another way to roll some dice, have some fun with your community. And remember, it's all fun and games until there are tyrants on the field.